Hello and welcome to episode 79 of Chatter from the Cheap Seats. My name is Jack Foman. I am here with my co-host, the Crimson of the Sammy. We're going to have a great episode for you guys today. Basketball season is underway. Football season is in mid-swing. And baseball is just about getting to the World Series. Sammy, how you doing, my friend? I am doing very well. Been a busy weekend for me. Friday night, was calling a football game. Jack, I think you were too. High school, uh, Quince Orchard, <laughs> Northwest. Honestly, you know, Maryland game of the year. One of them, at least. Uh, it was phenomenal. QO, uh, blowout win was very exciting for sure. Um, I'll Once I finish, I'll have Jack talk about Bullis. Cause he's been calling the games for them with we both both been doing that so fun uh i had a gig i also play music if you guys don't already know listeners of the pod i had a gig yesterday went well and then today i had a act mock test which was not fun but was it the it full well. test or did you just do like a specific section no i did the full test which was uh draining to say the least you know i got there at like 8 30 in the morning originally went in the back door of the place and it looked like a scene out of a horror movie there were like stains on the walls and oh my God. The floor, and there were birds flying around everywhere on the outside it, it was very scary but uh, I've, I've eventually found the right door uh took was my it at like a school or it was um it's called prep one on one it's in so this uh, is this is an act prep class yeah so i was i'm going to do the class but right now i'm doing uh, a mock test so they could kind of see where I'm at and then find out where they can help me and coach me and all that stuff. Okay. So I'm that, that, that kind of stuff is definitely starting. I'm hoping to do my standardized tests like in the winter, spring, and then yeah. I'll do another one in the summer. Yeah. I'm but, taking, uh, I'm yeah. taking, cause most people will take it, you know, two or three times and then super right. score them together. I'm taking yep. one. I'm taking the ACTs next week. So oh, feeling confident feeling ready i'm excited is this your first like real yeah ACT? Ooh, yeah you know i've done like plenty of practice ones but i do so i've done like full tests but normally i'll just do like one or two sections each weekend and stuff because oh, i have the nice. accommodation so i can do a specific section one uh, on a specific day so like one saturday i'll do math the next sunday i'll do reading and then next weekend i'll do the english and the science, oh, which is so nice. awesome. That is yeah, great. I wish, man. I um, yeah, that would be nice. I mean, you know, it's those tests yeah. are definitely draining, but it, I will say the feeling once you are done with the test is like no other. It is really. A, I just really have a I just have a giant headache. Enjoy and yes, your brain is mush, but I just have a headache. You no, know, it's like you walk out of the place and it's like you have the rest of the day. I kind of done with it. It's over with. You know, it's a good feeling. Um, it's really yeah, not Jack, a good how feeling. How have you been? Uh, besides, I, I just get a giant headache. <laughs> I've been good though. I've been good. Bullis blowout win. That was awesome. Yeah, good stuff. You know, it was a great game. The stands were packed to the gills. Everything was great. I enjoyed a lovely weekend. I played. I didn't play because on my back, but I walked the golf course with my uncle, both my uncles and my dad, and we got something to eat after. So that was fun. FSU had a blowout win. And I watched the Braves upset the Dodgers and make it to the World Series. And let's talk about that because we are a sports podcast. 
we should jump right in. We're not Jeff, like slipping into a warm bath here. We're diving into the deep end. We are diving into the deep end because not a lot of people saw this coming. Not a lot of people, one, saw the Braves getting past the Brewers in the division series in the NL. A lot of people like the Brewers because of their pitching, but the Braves go into Milwaukee, have great starting pitching. Then they beat the Dodgers in the CS. Jack, what do you like about the Braves? And what are you thinking in the World Series? How do you like their odds against the Astros? The Braves have the mojo. The Braves have the mojo. They have the magic. Something is special. Something special is going on with this team right now. They should not have been able to beat the Dodgers. They don't have Acuna. They don't have Mike Soroka. The odds are against them, but they did. And that they have that magic. This is a team that no one would be shocked if they go ahead and beat the Astros and win the World Series. Oh, yeah. Now, the Astros, they've been there. They've done that. They've been in, what, three of the last four World Series? Their pitching oh, yeah. is scary. You know, I don't know if you can count on anyone outside of Framber Valdez in that starting rotation. But yeah, other guys, that lineup other guys is, I've seen. That lineup is really good, man. Oh, yeah. The lineup, there's no questions about the Astros lineup with Correa, who shows up every postseason, Altuve. Uh, everyone in that lineup is proven. They've all been there, done that, like you said. The rotation, though, is scary. And the scary thing about it is that sometimes it's great. And sometimes guys really perform. Luis Garcia. I think Luis Garcia is so fun to watch with what he's like, he he's like, rocks, oh he's like rocking a baby before him, but he has been, he has not had a great, I don't want to say he's not had a great season because he, if you look at the stats, he's, he's had a great season, but he's so young. Like, can you trust him in a big spot? Exactly. Well, that's the thing. I mean, cause he, he pitched great. I think it was the clinching game. He pitched really well. Let me just double check here. Oh, he had a yeah, no hitter into the 5.2. innings, one hit, seven Ks. He pitched great, but there are also outings where he has not pitched as well. I don't know if I can count on a guy as young as he is. Let me double-check here on the age. Luis Garcia is a ripe age of 24. Can you really count on that? And that's where I want to kind of go to the Braves here right now. Because if we're talking about pitching, the Braves have had some of the best starting pitching ever since the All-Star break. I'm looking here at their stats since the All-Star break from the regular season. I think it extends into the postseason. Not 100, 100% sure on that, but Max Fried has been phenomenal. 174 ERA. Tyler Matzek, what a great two-inning outing the other day. Oh, that was that was phenomenal. that gave me goosebumps when he got Heroic. out of the, when he got out of the second and third no out. Oh gene. my god. Phenomenal. Tyler Matzek, he comes in, he he's the hero. Phenomenal. Bails out Ian Anderson who just uh, yeah, but Tyler Matzik, 178 ERA since the second half. Jesse Chavez out of the bullpen. Luke Jackson out of the bullpen. Charlie Morton's been very good. Uh, this Braves team has a lot of pitchers who have been pitching very well as of late. And this was a team, Jack, at that all-star break. They were, like, in third place in a very bad division under 500. Oh, yeah. Another big part of them turning it around, the acquisitions at the trade deadline. How great were those, Jack? Rosario, Peter. Rosario. Baseball, I know Jake has been talking about this on Talking Baseball. Baseball needs to find a better way to quantify what Eddie Rosario is because you look at the stats. They're not great, right? The analytics tell you that he's not a great player. He didn't have a great year this year. 
but but he didn't. Like that's the thing. Like his OPS was under 800. He had a fine year. It was like mid 700s, which is a fine year, but it's not great. But if you look at Eddie Rosario, that dude can flat out hit. Oh my god, he can god. hit. Well, there has to be a way to quantify people like that. That maybe they don't have the most power. Maybe they don't get on base the most, but that man can flat out hit the baseball. And in this postseason, he almost reminds me a little bit of Michael Brantley. He's been a base hit machine. More power, though, than a Brantley, for sure, who he'll be squaring off against two outfielders there in the series. But, yeah, I mean, Eddie Rosario, he has just been heroic in this series. There's no other way to put it. Absolutely amazing. And you talk about some of these other acquisitions they made. Acuna went down, and they knew they had to regenerate all of that power. Because and to rebuild Acuna, their outfield, Azuna, too. They had to rebuild the outfield, exactly. And they really did a great job of doing that. Jorge Soler, who is just kind of, kind of coming back from injury. Eddie Rosario. They're coming back from the COVID, not, not the injury. COVID, right. Yeah. Uh, and then Jock Peterson from the Cubs, who's had a phenomenal postseason. He's batting, like, over 330. You couldn't just say Jock Peterson, am I right? You had to say Jock Peterson from the Cubs. I, I had to, you know, I got to plug the Cubs when I can. <laughs> Free ad. Free ad. But yeah, I mean, and it really just makes uh, President of Baseball Ops, Alex Anthopoulos, he's a genius for what he did. He turned the team around because it's not only the personnel, but it's telling the guys that you have that you really care you're trying to win this year. Kind of puts a new spark into the clubhouse. Absolutely. And Sammy, speaking of free ads, this isn't free, but it's an advertisement. Today's episode of Chatter from the Cheap Seats is brought to you by Stamps.com. Since 1988, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're in an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer, no special supplies or equipment, and within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postages for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send, and you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from UPS and USPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop-off, no traffic, no lines, cut the confusion out of shipping with stamps.com, new rate advertise advisor tool you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option save money and time with stamps.com there's no risk and with my promo code pod p-o-d pod you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale no long-term commitment or contracts just go to stamps.com click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in pod that is p-o-d pod that's stamps.com promo code pod stamps.com never go to the post office again don't do it don't, don't. go to the post office we'll find you go to the post office we'll, we'll find, find you we are watching we're always we watching to the post office but uh before we wrap up wrap up here with baseball let's talk about the world series itself because it's gonna be a fun one uh, braves a team not a lot of people expected Astros, a team that, like we said, they've been there, done that. Jack. Yes. You have a crystal ball. Yes. You're looking into the future. 
Yes. So tell us what's going to happen. Man, the, the Braves just have magic right now, and it's hard to bet against them. So I won't, I won't bet against them. I'm saying Braves in seven. I was thinking the same thing. Braves in seven. Because I love what I'm seeing from, from this team right now. The pitching has been great. The offense has clicked. Eddie Rosario is on another level right now. He is just on Mars. Um, yeah, th th this team definitely has a magic. There's a vibe about this team. It's like It kind of reminds me, Jack, of the, the 2019 Nationals. It's that same feeling, a team that we're like, wow. Uh, we did not think they would be here, but no. here they are. The That's a good comparison. One Braves. And yeah, it's the same vibe. But with that, we'll definitely be talking a lot more about the World Series as we move on here uh, into the later part of October. But it's football time because football season is going on. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh in the Bears game, I, another Chicago plug, but uh, not in a good way here. They got flat out dominated by the Buccaneers. And in that game, Tom Brady became the first NFL quarterback to ever throw for 600 career touchdowns. And I was just watching this game tough for me. All I could think is this is the greatest football player that has ever lived. Jack, would you agree with that? And just talk about how great he's been and 600 touchdowns. That's yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a winner. There's two players, three players, one baseball player, one basketball player, one football player that if you have to describe them in one word, that word is winner. There are other players you can use that word for, but I really think that these three players encapsulate what the word winner is all about. That's Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter, and Tom Brady. Yeah. They're winners. I, I see no lies. They, they, and I think Michael Jordan and Tom Brady are like the best in their sport. Derek Jeter, you can't say, say the same about, but in terms of winning. Oh, yeah. Because that's what sports all about, right? I mean, stats are also. icing on the cake, but in terms of winning, hardly anybody did it better than Derek Jeter in baseball. Nobody did it better than Michael Jordan, and nobody has done it better than Tom Brady in football. And, I mean, even besides winning, I mean, we're just looking at the icing, the stats. He's, in my eyes right now, the MVP of this 2021 year. He has been incredible. Yes, he has weapons, but a lot of guys have weapons and are not doing nearly as good as Tom Imagine Brady. winning an MVP at age 45, Sammy. I don't know. I mean, I know everyone says this, but I seriously don't think this man could be human. He is just, he's immortal. And it just feels like he could keep doing this for years and years. Sammy, I have a question for you. Yeah. Are you getting worried about Justin Fields? Am I getting worried about Justin Fields? Mm, I don't want to say a flat out yes or a flat out no, because it's a little more nuanced than that. I think I'm worried in the sense that I don't think they're handling this the right way. He's not in a very good situation. I'll put it that way. The O-line is horrible. The coaching, the play calls have been awful. I, I think I called for this last year, if you've been listening long enough to this podcast, but I think Nagy should be fired. I think we're well past that. 
the play calls and the coaching has not been good, but I'm just scared with Fields. He's not in a good situation, and I don't want it to rub off on him. I don't want him to think he's the problem because, yes, he's not playing well. Like, there are mistakes he's making. He's not making the right decisions all the time, but the talent It's expected there, out of a rookie quarterback. He's a rookie quarterback, and the pressure they're putting on him to do everything. I mean, he has two seconds to throw on almost every play, so he has to make something happen, and he's a rookie. So he's going to make mistakes, especially when he doesn't have time to throw the ball. I just feel bad for the guy. I, I think I think he's still going to turn out well because the talent is there. Like, I have no the talent. The talent is there. It's hard, like you said. Very rarely do rookie quarterbacks, are rookie quarterbacks great right out of the gate. And Sammy, a quarterback that was great right out of the gate is my man, Joey Franchise, Joe Burrow, led the Bengals to an absolute, just demolishing, embarrassing, pathetic game for the Ravens. The Bengals just crushed them in every aspect of the game. And Joe Burrow is an elite NFL quarterback. He is putting on a show every time he steps out on that field. And the Bengals are a legitimate playoff contender, playoff threat. They are the second best team in the NFC right now. Oh, they are the second best team in the AFC right now. The, the Bengals are. Oh, did I say what? NFC? I meant I meant to say AFC. Oh no, no, you're yeah, you're good. I I I, I think I said NFC. I, yeah, maybe I misheard you. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, the Bengals. What a game against the Ravens because they're four and two. They had beaten some good teams, but they'd also beaten some teams that aren't so great. They lost to the Bears. I will remind you guys. Another Chicago plug. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, the Bengals. This was a very prove it game for them because the Ravens were five and one. They were vibing. They were on a nice little winning streak, and the Bengals wanted to go in there and disturb that momentum, and they did just that. And a lot of people are talking about the offense, rightly so. Joe Burrow is phenomenal. Jamar Chase is an athlete. He is just phenomenal. But I'm not hearing enough talk about this Bengals defense. Team stats, Jack. Total yards, seventh. Scoring defense, fifth. 13th and seventh in passing and rushing defense, respectively. That is a top-tier defense. And I don't think yeah. a lot of people saw that coming here out of Cincinnati because you have a lot of guys making a lot of plays let's see Hendrickson Trey Henderson five and a half sacks he's been leading it and he has been surprising surprising I mean he's been one of the league leaders in sacks and he is only 26 years old still very young and yeah this Bengals defense has been phenomenal the secondary is limiting the pass very well also also doesn't hurt that you drafted the offensive rookie of the year in Jamar Chase. Well, yeah, Jack, talk about Jamar Chase because Jamar oh, the Chase chemistry, is I mean, another animal. It's so – I don't think people realize how cool it is that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase were college teammates together, and now they can both live out their dreams in the NFL together. That is just – it's so cool that they can do that. Well, and the chemistry, too. I mean, that the chemistry the- between them right now is rock solid. It's fun to watch. Sammy – a team that's normally fun to watch but has not been fun to watch lately, the Kansas City Chiefs. What is going on with them? They just got dominated by the Titans. What was it, like 37 nothing? Uh, it was like 27 to like three or something. Outrageous. It that's is unacceptable bad, if you're a Chiefs fan. 
it, it's hard to watch if you're a Chiefs fan. What are you supposed to do? I mean, this is a team, they poured money into Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not going to be here to say that he's like a bad quarterback. He's now. the best That's quarterback in football. He's oh, he's still the best quarterback. Like no one's going to say, oh, no one's going to come out with any hot takes about him. They're, they just happen to be struggling right now. And if you're a Chiefs fan right now, you have to pray that he's okay because he did get hit by the knee and the head. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, that was a big hit. You have to be worried about that. But I'm not, I'm not going to be one to say that Patrick Mahomes is bad, but he is definitely going through a rough stage right now that we have just not seen from him. Ever since he really took that starting role in Kansas City after, you know, that second year, he's been nothing but perfect almost. And now it's like, okay, here's adversity. And every great player has these, you know, adverse moments. You look at, we're just talking about Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Derek Jeter. I mean, those guys, whether you see it or not, deal with their own adversity, their own challenges, and it's how you overcome it. I don't want to sound too cliche here, but it's true. We have to see how this Chiefs team pans out because there are a lot of issues, um, which we'll get a little bit more into as we keep talking here, but I don't want to lose faith in them because we've seen what they can do, especially offensively. Defense, I'm worried about. I'm not going to lie. Their defense is awful. Um, but off, they can win games by overpowering teams offensively, and I want to see them get back to that. Jack, do you think they can? Do you think I'm a little too optimistic here? The defense is worrisome. I don't know if you're being optimistic. It's just when you have guys like Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, never count them out. And here's what I'll say about the offense that I don't love. They're very reliant because of all those weapons on the pass game. I mean, I'm looking here, and this is a very specific stat, but when you look at first downs that they're getting, there's no other team that has a higher percentage of first downs through the air, which also means that they're not getting first downs on the ground. And it makes sense. Clyde edwards helaire is on the IR. You have Michael Burton, their fullback, who they can go to to get first downs in short uh, situations. He's been inactive. And besides that, They've really been relying on Daryl Williams, who has been all right. I mean, a few other guys, uh, Jarek McKinnon, Derek Gore, but it's just not working running for the Chiefs. All the pressure right now is on Mahomes. He has to make something happen. And I feel like in previous years, they didn't have the best running backs, but they had guys they could count on to get the job done. Damian Williams, who's now a Chicago Bear, uh, they could count on him. Edwards Hilaire, who obviously they can't help. He's hurt right now. They could count on him last year. Once, the, If they get him back, I think that'll be a huge thing for the Chiefs because right now they have no choice but to just put all the pressure on Mahomes. If Mahomes isn't playing well, like you're going to need Mahomes to ball out if this team has any chance to win a Super Bowl. So I don't necessarily agree with you that Hilaire coming back is that life raft that you think it might be. If Mahomes keeps play, keeps turning the ball over at the clip that he's turning it over at right now, nothing's going to change. That's fair. I mean, turnovers kill you. doesn't matter if you drive down the field 99 yards, you turn it over at the one. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because Patrick Mahomes is obviously more talented than anybody else, but, you know, he's making the same mistakes as a lot of less caliber quarterbacks. I'll put it that way. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Sammy. Ben Simmons. 
the basketball. Let's talk about it. We're talking, Sammy. We're talking Sammy. basketball. Let's talk basketball. We're talking Ben Simmons. Let's go. Let's go. Sammy. What do you want ben to talk about? Simmons. Ben Simmons. Ben I mean, Simmons. the man is practicing with his phone in the pocket. He does not care at all. He he don't care. He doesn't is, care. No it's care. hard to see. Um, and I, you know, you obviously as a fan, try and be understanding what's going on. Maybe there's something in this personal life. We obviously know, you know, what happened last year and all the backlash he got. And I mean, Joel Embiid really had to address the Philadelphia crowd and say Ben is still our brother. I don't know if I've quite seen anything like that before. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because if after the playoffs when they got eliminated last year, if there wasn't already enough hostility towards Ben Simmons, the entire city of Philadelphia hates the man right now. And, you know, the guy in Philadelphia is a big market city. Don't be confused. It is like fifth or sixth right up there with oh, yeah, Chicago it's, it's, and LA. Really I mean, great. I would say one of the great sports cities. I would say I, it's and, definitely, a, I would say it's a top three sports city in, I would say four. I would say just sports, sports cities in, I would say one, New York. Two, Chicago. Three, L.A. Four, Philly. Yeah, I, I, Boston can like put that. up there also. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. But it's top five for sure. It, it's definitely top. You five. You can put and Philly ahead of Boston. I don't think that's outrageous. No, I don't think it is. I mean, but you know, with that, you it comes faithful fans, and as a player, you have to be able to handle that mentally. And he's just he has not been able to, and I feel bad for him in a sense, but. He's making a lot of money right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he's, he's, making been, that I move think he's been fined, um, but like he is still making a lot of money and he's just not been there for his team. I mean, you're, he's letting down people. That's the thing. It's just, it's a very convoluted thing. It's hard to really put your finger exactly on which side to be on here, but you know, what is clear, Ben Simmons is letting a lot of people down right now. And, you know, I think the Sixers do need him more than they realize. He's still a good player. Like, Ben Simmons is not the schlub that everyone thinks he is all of a sudden. Like, he's a great defensive player, possibly the best defensive point guard in the league. Not the best scorer, but a playmaker. And he's only developing that scoring away from becoming a star in this league. Um, solidifying himself as that. So, he's got to put in the work for it. For sure, for sure. Are you worried at all about the Lakers? We're gonna switch switch teams here. Zero eight since start of preseason. Now, I'll tell you right now, I'm not worried about the Lakers. I'll throw preseason out the window. When you're LeBron James, you don't care at all about preseason. And you know, sometimes teams take a little bit to gel. You're bringing in Westbrook. It's not going to click right away. We've seen that with other "quote unquote" super teams. I don't know if I'd classify this as a super super team, but you know, they have some new pieces that have to mix and match. And I don't even count preseason. Like right now, I would say they're zero and two since the season started, or zero and three, whatever they are. But that that doesn't worry me. It's two or three games. They're going to get on the right track. They're a great team. They have the greatest, if not second greatest, player of all time. Yeah, and you also have to put into account the two games they've lost here in the regular season. Opening night versus the Warriors, which was 
a very close game, came down to the very final part of that game. I mean, Steph Curry had a triple-double. What are you going to do about that? He's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. He's still in his prime. Like, he's still cooking. He's always in his prime, man. And then they go and they play the Phoenix Suns. I mean, those are two top teams in the Western Conference, especially, you know, the Warriors getting Clay Thompson back. I mean, that's really huge for them. He's obviously not back yet, but uh, he will be. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those are two very top teams in the Western Conference. And tonight they're going to be playing the Grizzlies, actually, in just a matter of minutes here as we're recording. That's a big game for them because you're gonna be locked you want to get game? back into the win column as soon as possible. You're going to be locked in for that one? <laughs> Lakers-Grizzlies? Yeah, you watch. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be watching that game. You're yet. not going to be watching I have calculus homework I need to do. <laughs> You have calculus. What are you learning about in calculus? We're, we're not a math pod unless it's calculus. We're all in on calculus. All in on calculus? Well, uh, L'Hopital's theorem. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Uh, any any Sammy, experts? Sammy, Sammy. I, could, I think Ben Simmons cares more about 76er basketball right now than I do about your calculus homework. Stop talking about your calculus homework because nobody cares. I didn't ask. Who asked? No one asked. I think you asked. No one asked. I never asked, Sammy. I don't know what you're talking about. But we're going to close it with the New York Knicks because they're 2-0. and And I'm going to say it right now. The Knicks are winning a playoff round this year. Obi Toppin looking much better. RJ Barrett. I want to see a little bit more out of him, but I still think he's going to take the next step forward. Julius Randle is just what he was last year, a bona fide superstar. They added scoring around him. Yes, the defense takes a step back, but adding Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier, those are guys that can get buckets when they want to, and that's so huge. So you have the, you have a great coach. You have a much better offensive team. Your defense is still going to be elite. I'm really liking the Knicks, man. I'm really, I really liking like it, Jack. The Chicago Bulls. We're going to get into our favorite teams to close it. Um, yeah, the Knicks, you're right. They're, they're a good team. The defense takes a step back. But you add scoring, and I think for a lot of fans, that is a sacrifice you are willing to make. And with Thibodeau, you have to imagine your defense is still going to be top 10. It's still going to be better. top it's five. Be like, it's still going to be great. Your defense is still going to be great. Yeah, but the Bulls. Talk about defense. The Bulls. Scotty Barnes, baby. Scotty Barnes? I meant Patrick Williams. Williams. Patrick Williams. <laughs> He's getting his FSU people. I'm getting my FSU guys mixed up. I'm sorry. It's late. It's late in the episode. No, but the but the Bulls, man, the defense has just taken a huge leap forward. They're causing turnovers. They're limiting scoring, and they have only played the Pelicans and the Pistons. The Pistons they played twice, but you have to take wins when you can get them. They're three and zero. Over 500 for the first time since 2017. That's a huge step for the Bulls. The scoring is there. DeRozan, Levine. It's Dante been a while for the Bulls, the hasn't it? It has been a long time coming, man. And I'm, I'm excited. I've not been as excited for Bulls basketball since Derrick Rose had a Bulls jersey on. So this is going to be an exciting team. And we are talking before the episode <laughs> off air. Jack and I would love to see a Bulls-Knicks Eastern Conference Finals. If that happens, oh, that would be some great that content. That would be great. That would be a phenomenal. We'd even maybe do some live streams or something. I don't know. We we could do some live streams. You know, maybe we'd vlog 
but our reaction of ourselves. It is uh, three games into the season. Yeah, this is kind of wild. <laughs> Sammy, we've come to this time, the time where we have to say our farewells, bid our adieus to the listeners. But before we do that, do you have anything you would like to say? Well, another fun episode for the 79th time. Pumping out uh, content, baby. We, yeah, man. We have just been... Machines. Mach- content machines. Unbelievable. No, I, it's believable, but it, seriously, it's been a grind. Uh, thank you, guys, if you're listening here today. Um, fun episode. Got nothing more to say. Almost at 80. 80. Getting close, getting closer to that ever-elusive 80 number. We always love you guys. If you have made it this far in the episode and you're enjoying it, please do consider subscribing on YouTube, Chatter from the Cheap Seats, giving us a follow on Instagram, Chatter from the Cheap Seats, and leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Sammy, guess what I'm about to say next? Chatter from the Cheap Seats. That is our Apple Podcast name because that's the name of our podcast. Chatter from the Cheap Seats. We will see you guys next time on... Chatter from the cheap seats. Sammy, take us out. Bye.